0: Welcome to After the Paycheck, the series dedicated to helping people to and through their retirement process. I'm your host, Adam Bly. And if you have been thinking about your retirement situation and think that it's going to be similar to how your grandparents or how maybe even your parents retired, uh, you might be in for a rude awakening. We're going to talk about in this episode of After the Paycheck, some challenges you might experience on your road to your retirement planning situation. And joining me this week in order to do that is my friend, my very good friend and uh, Managing Partner here at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners, Sam Lang.
1: Great to be here. Always great to be here. Always good to be here. Because right, I get to have a little fun and do this after the paycheck video.
0: You, it's you it. Cool. Not, not that you're like stiff, but like I like that. Oh, we get to be I'm more... Stiff. Well, now you're not nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that, that this is more conversational. Yeah, whereas, it's great. I mean, I, I mean, people are aware that like you are my boss. But this is this. I enjoy this because it really is a, just a conversation. It's a lot to of fun. Try.
1: I really enjoy doing this, and it's it's a it's a great way to have a conversation, right? But yeah. also just be educational and talk about things that are very topical and important to people that watch this podcast and it, watch this video.
0: Right. Yeah. And we've been going, we've been saying that for the past couple of episodes that what we've been doing is we asked at the end of last year, like some questions, we sent out a survey to people who are subscribed to after the paycheck already and said, Hey, what are some questions you want to have answered? And one of them is like, Hey, like, you know, my grandfather or the kind of like that, conventional wisdom of like, oh, this, that, the other thing is how I should plan my retirement. Is that true or is this true or whatever? So one of the, in this episode, I figured we'd go over kind of three unexpected things that you might run into as you start to look at your retirement situation. Let's do it, let's do it. Awesome. The first one is that the landscape itself is pretty much different. It's, It's kind of changed from, again, what might be 40 years ago. 50 years ago, even 20 years
1: ago. You know, I think you put it very well. It's it, The landscape has changed, and you, we're going to talk about three things that I think it's important to bring up, but mm-hmm. literally there could be probably six or seven things and items that people should be aware of. But we'll talk about three items that I think is really important for people to sort of just be aware of. Right. And like you said, this is not your grandfather's or grandparent's retirement. This is very different. Right. Back in the day, I mean, I look at sort of in just in my my parents' situation and many people that have now been retired for some time, how they retire, how they went into retirement, and how people are going into retirement maybe this year, right, is very different, right. right? right. Back in the day, you've probably heard us, and people that have watched this probably heard us use that term three-legged stool mm-hmm. before, and I think one of the things that's that's really driving the change is that back in the day. Most people had pensions, and that's not the case anymore. Right. You know, I think um, if you go into retirement with a pension, you're, you're one of the lucky few. Yep. Um, sometimes I see people. We had a conversation the other day talking to people uh, that called in, and they, didn't, you know, they they had some savings, but in today's standards, it wasn't quite enough. Right. And I kinda, like, say, said to myself, wow, these people are gonna be in trouble. Yeah. And then come to find out, they actually both have pensions. So it wasn't as mentally challenging for them to say, oh, I gotta save money into my 401k. I didn't, I, you know, I'm not saving as much as my, my brother or my neighbor or mm-hmm. my cousin, because they knew deep down they could fall on that, on that, that pension. pension.
0: Yeah. I Which is my, not
1: the case today.
0: No, it's not. I think of my grandfather for an example of that. He was in the meat cutters union for years. Yeah. And when he retired, he had a pension. He got to retire, not super early, but, you know, at, at a reasonable age to be able to enjoy retirement because that, like you said, he had that pension to fall back on. And I think that there's people that are in between probably you or my age that, like you said, that they don't have that, that fall back. I don't know what that, what that would be like, that cushion, that pension, what would what that
1: phrase would be. But your like, security plan. That security, okay, yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah.
0: That, and and so going back into this, you know, that challenge number one, that that landscape has changed is like the, oh, I'll be fine because, you know, Social Security and a pension, all these things are gonna take care of me, but that not necessarily
1: is, is there anymore. That's right, and that three-legged stool really consisted of one, Social Security, two, pensions, which is huge. Right. And then the third leg was your savings, but like we just said, that pension component, I wouldn't say it's gone away, but like in, my, in, in the group that I grew up with, back in high school, you know, we have some white collar guys, we have some blue collar guys, we have some teachers, mm-hmm. and there's 12 of us, and I think maybe 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 two, maybe three will have a pension, and right. that's it. So it's important, and you know, you do that ratio. Less than less than a third of my friends will have a pension. So what are the other two thirds going to do?
0: Right which, right, which is
1: the challenge, right?
0: And then it's so a lot of people might be thinking, well, I got the four hundred and one k that kind of replaces that pension, but that's not really an an equal trade off there,
1: right? It isn't because the burden's on you now, right? And and in the seventies, when so I don't know if you know how four hundred and one ks began.
0: Only because I've heard you talk about it before, <laughs> okay, but if fair enough. yeah, but fair <laughs> enough.
1: Um, really, Congress passed this Revenue Act of nineteen seventy eight, and kind of by accident, mm-hmm. which is how the 401k became, and it's just the, the 401, the IRS Internal Revenue Code Section 401 sub K, right. which really had to do with uh, deferred compensations.
0: That's really what it was. It was a business finding a way to kind of defer tax, like that's exactly right. Tax, right?
1: Yeah. But when it, when it when it really sort of changed the landscape, and this guy um, actually used it for his own company, and that's how really the, the 401k began, um, it gave like an out. To a lot of major corporations for saying, Hey, you know what? We realize that we don't have to f- fund this pension for all of our employees right now. Right. Which means this 401k, listen, we're gonna give you a match, but what you put in, you have to put in first. So it gave it, it put the burden on the employee. And the 401k is a great, is a great plan. Mm-hmm. Most people we we have as clients, most people we, we chat with, if not all, have a 401k. But you gotta remember, you have to put the money in. So it's not the same as having a pension. You can sort of be a little bit lax about funding your own your own retirement income because it's already being done for you. Right. With a four oh one K, not only do you have to actually put it in, but you have to you have to manage it. You have to watch out.
0: Yeah. So that's that kind of leads into like the so why or how does this affect my planning situation today? Like and I think you kind of already answered that question where the burden is more on me rather than my employer, like it would have been for my Grandparents and my parents,
1: but so. also you know it's it's you have to be really always consistently doing that. You have to be responsible. You have to be um, sort of at the top of mind to make sure. Hey, look, this is really important. Right. Because if I'm if I'm gonna not do this, I might not be able to retire and live the same lifestyle I'm living today. Um, I actually had a good friend of mine ask me if it was a, a wise decision for him to buy a, a retirement not a retirement, a, a vacation condo. And, you know, he made good money, mm-hmm. but he also spent, yeah, he has a family of, of, of three or four kids, and he has a pretty big monthly nut. Yeah. So he said, you know what, I'm going to be able to afford this because then I, I'm just going to cut back on my 401k contribution and use that money to pay for the mortgage on this condo that I want to buy. Okay. And I'm like, you yeah. can, but it's probably not a great idea. Right. Because w- what's who's going to take care of, You having enough money in retirement, you're 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 stopping that contribution you're going to do, and it's pretty easy to not not get back on track. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Like I think about like you know when I was younger, I would put like fifty bucks into the bank for the rainy day fund, right? And it would just automatically go into this like little CD or IRA kind of a thing, and then it would mature after a year. And I was like, okay, I've been putting money away. Now I've got like twelve hundred bucks, and I can use that for my vacation. Sure. And Once I stopped doing, it, once it matured, what a responsible I just, kid! I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but once it matured, and I took money out. I never thought to continue putting fifty bucks away. Yeah. I was like, Psh, "This is my hey, money." I and had a great went, time spend it, and yeah. And then it would just be like, "Okay, let me restart again." You know, okay, right. I'm thinking of going on vacation. I got to start this whole process again.
1: But also, Whereas, also to that point, you have to have money in retirement to generate the money that now that would have been your pension. Yeah, I wouldn't I mean, have fifty bucks right. to put away right? if I don't have a job. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, I mean just I mean, just just think about if you got a $40,000 a year pension today and you have to do that on your own and instead of having somebody pay you 40 grand a year for the rest of your life you have to have enough money set aside to generate $40,000 a year for 20-25 years right i mean you know i mean depending on, i guess how you invest that money but if you were going to the local bank and trying to buy a CD you'd have to have probably 4 million bucks right
0: that actually kind of leads us into challenge number two, which is interest rates. And about how they're not really where they were 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So what, again, we're looking at interest rates now, and I think, you know, everyone is aware of what the interest rates are and what they were in the past. Why does that affect what my retirement planning situation would be?
1: Well, I mean, talking about rules of thumbs back in the day when your parents said, hey, don't worry, you know, you got three legs to fall on. Yeah. When you retire, you got Social Security you have pensions, and then you have enough savings, and hey, you gotta remember, now you're older, you have to keep everything safe, Mm -hmm. so turn around and go buy a five-year CD and live off the interest. Well, think about that today. Mm -hmm. Interest rates today, as we're doing this video, is probably in an all-time low, Yeah, right? The only ones that are (laughs) super happy about it, if you're you're actually borrowing money to buy a house. house. You can go and buy a a house and pay less than 3%, to the bank for a 30-year mortgage, right. which, which is sort of unheard of 10, 15 years ago. Right. And as a result of that, people that are savers are being sort of, not penalized, but they're the ones getting the short end of the stick mm-hmm. because a one-year, two-year, five-year CD, I mean, you might be lucky to get
0: 1%. Yeah.
1: So, uh, I mean, just do the simple math. If you have a million dollars and you wanted to keep your money safe, because you you know you were just done with you know the ups and downs of the market, or you had a bad experience with with uh, your four hundred one k in two thousand eight, and it's like, listen, you know, I, I stopped working. I can't go through that again. Yep. And you took that million dollars and you went to the bank to keep it safe. And if you earn one percent, even let's say two percent, that's twenty thousand dollars a year. Right. right. Man, I don't think you can live on twenty grand a year. So the challenge is, what do I do? Mm-hmm. With the money that I don't want to keep safe, if if I'm depending on that to generate a decent rate of interest for me, where do you go? Right, and so that's the problem.
0: Th- I was just going to ask. So, what, like, what, how can I address that challenge? Like, how, what is something I can well, do to kind of <clears throat> offset that that of low interest rate?
1: Well, it comes back to making sure that you work with somebody, or at least get some good advice okay. on sort of where your money should be. And and oftentimes we see people that what they do is, you know, they just wing it. They think they need more. <laughs> there, right? For a black my motto. Why not? That. And and sometimes when we have these sort of intelligent conversations with people, you realize that, hey, you are taking on way more risk than you need to because you don't need as much income or, come, or vice versa. Right. You, you need a lot more income and you're not taking enough risk. And you're just to, sitting in and cash. And you're just sitting right. in cash. So, right. I mean, there's no magic wand, but I think it's important for people sort of just to recognize there are a lot of things you can do yourself and do it well. But if it comes to money and you're not sort of comfortable with it, have a conversation with people that are in the retirement planning business, with a professional, and just really lay it out. And, and maybe they can identify some weak spots. Okay. And if you're, if you're just focusing on interest, maybe you can look elsewhere to get either maybe take on a little bit of risk to get a higher rate of return. And maybe that's something you need, and then you can learn from that person. I think it, it's it, it's important to have that conversation.
0: Right. I think another thing, something that we skirted past. You we were talking about like, uh, sources of income, mm-hmm. and like kind of like that ties into what you were talking about, about talking to a professional to kind of figure out what those sources are and what the what the interest you need to be <coughs> able to uh, pull. I, I always want to say revenue, but pull income from that to to fund your lifestyle in retirement. Um, and we kind of skirted past Social Security mm. here for for again, how the landscape had changed and how, again, back in the day, Social Security was kind of something that was there, but it wasn't really something that people leaned on. And I feel like today, a lot of people think that they're going to be able to lean on it more. Again, you sit, you're sitting I, in cash. I would say,
1: yeah, I mean, listen, I would say I think everybody expects to get a Social Security check, yeah. unless you're a teacher or some type of profession where they didn't take FICA payments right. out for you. I mean I mean listen, Social Security is a is a great thing, but I think we can all agree, even though and, and there's, there's been talks about Social Security going bankrupt and the trust fund not having enough money to pay people, mm-hmm. but take that out of the equation. Even if that wasn't a concern and you're seventy years old getting three thousand dollars a month from Social Security, right, chances are that's not enough. All right, so that that by itself is a problem, right. because if your mindset is, I don't have to save, I'll have Social Security. Yeah, I know I don't have a pension anymore. Social Security will be there; it'll be it'll be there to take care mm-hmm. of me. Well, the color adjustment on Social Security is probably less than two percent a year. Right, and I don't know too many people that can, you know, pay real estate tax. Maybe they have a car payment. Maybe they have a second home. They have they have a uh, you know light bills, cell phone bills. I mean, just going out to dinner. $3,000 a month doesn't go a long way. Right. So that in itself, if your mindset is, I'm going to rely on Social Security to take me home to retirement, you might need to rethink that. But also, there's just so many things that are going on right now with the Social Security system yep. that people are having a conversation about that, are, that and they're nervous, and, and rightfully so. Yeah. Um, this is even pre-pandemic. the pandemic. Social Security, the trust fund, I think it was set to say, hey, look, we're going to be upside down and not be able to afford paying what we thought we were going to pay by year 2000. I think it was 2035. 35, yeah. 30, 34, 35. Yeah. And, but that was pre pandemic. And I don't know if you know how Social Security gets funded. Like, where does the money come from?
0: It's from paychecks, right? Paychecks, payroll yeah. tax. Yep.
1: So think about what's happened since the pandemic.
0: Right, not as, many, ton- people
1: a not, not as pe- many people getting a paycheck. Right, unemployment is at all time high. Right, so the source of funding that Social Security system, the trust fund, yep. is still working. It's just not working as well. Right, wow. which means there's a lot of people retiring, maybe taking early retire. I'm not trying to ruin your day. No, 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 no. This is good. This is good. We just need to be aware of that. So if you had intentions of retiring and you had said, you know what? I'm gonna get $3,000 a month for the rest of my life. I don't have to worry about that. Right. I hope I'm 100% wrong, but they're projecting out that by 2035, they'll be able to pay you. And again, this is pre-pandemic numbers, right. about 75 cents on the dollar. Right. Which means if you thought you were gonna get 3,000, you might be getting you know, $2,200 instead of 3,000. And right. it could be even worse. So we just, again, need to be aware of that. And I hate to say it, but it comes back to making sure you take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Because nobody else is going to take care of you.
0: Right. That's actually how I started thinking about this is because, like we were talking about before, you had pensions, Social Security, and then your own savings. But now you have the 401k, Social Security, and your own savings. And we go back to, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, where your Social Security becomes taxable, right? Bec- After a certain <laughs> threshold that you have in, in other sources of income. Yeah, we've so- covered
1: that in the past, it's right. called provisional income. Yeah, But a lot of times people say, oh, I, I read somewhere, or my parents told me uh, that- Social Security was tax-free. Right. It, it, it started that way, <clears throat> excuse me, it started that way, but in the recent years, in 1984, and then again and again in 1994, mm-hmm. the landscape of Social Security has changed. Right. So now, if you make, all in between income, between half in the calculation is they take half of your Social Security payment mm-hmm. and any tax-free interest. Let's say all in, your adjusted just a gross income is $50,000 a year, husband or wife. Well, 85% of that Social Security payment is going to be taxable. Taxable, right. So it's not, you're going to get it, but you have to pay some of it back to Uncle Sam.
0: Right. And that actually leads us into number three, which is the national debt. And we were just talking about the pandemic and the amount of money that, that's being spent and the, the lack of income that's coming into Social Security because of the lack of, of uh, FICA payments, and everything like that. What is the national debt and how does it play a role in retirement planning? <laughs> you Do really wanna want know, know, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were gonna have
1: fun and talk about good things, but. Um, the national debt is out of control, right? When Obama was in office, it was around 10 trillion. Before the pandemic hit, it was probably in the low 20s, yeah. 20-something trillion dollars. Now, obviously, with the, the recent stimulus packages, they're just piling that debt on. And it's, great. I wanna say it's like 27, 28 trillion dollars. Yeah. Uh, about a third of that debt is owned by foreign countries and the rest of it is owned by you know the US. Okay. The, the problem is, uh, I just just think of a, an analogy or an example. If you were, if Adam Bly was charging up his credit card and it was maxed out, and you just kept paying the minimum payment for the rest of your life, that debt would never get paid off. I don't really have to imagine that. I mean, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you would never do that. But you get my drift. Yeah. So that's what's happening with our, with our national debt. It's just, it's just out of control. And our, you know, our debt service to that bigger number, it's, it's unimaginable. Okay. So the worry that I have, the worry that I think a lot of practitioners and professionals in, in our sort of retirement space, they talk a whole lot about is, again, our parents told us, <clears throat> you'll have a pension when you retire, so don't worry about it as right. much. Social Security is always going to be there for you. But what else did they also say? you'll be in a low tax bracket yeah. when you stop working. Right. That might not be true. And the reason being is somebody has to pay that debt. And <laughs> it's going to be me and you and everybody else watching this video. Right. So they might end up increasing tax brackets, okay. which means even though you might be making less, you could be paying the same or even more, more. which leads back to the 401k. Mm-hmm. 401k has a whether you like it or don't like it, there's a joint owner in that 401k and that silent <laughs> partner is Uncle Sam. So whatever you take out, if you're taking out $10,000, you have to pay a tax. Right. Because it's been tax deferred. Nobody's ever paid a tax on that. So if you're on the 20% tax bracket today, you pay $2,000. Well, what if they increase that tax right. to help pay off the uh, pay off the national debt? Right. It might be 30%. So now you went from deferring... Twenty cents on the dollar. to paying thirty cents on the yeah, dollar. Yeah, you lost. You lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just got to be. You just got to be aware and mindful that that could happen. Mm-hmm. And don't ever forget, if you have a million dollar four hundred one k, it's a lot of money. A three million dollar four hundred one k, it's a lot more money. But it's not all yours. Right. That's the problem.
0: Right. How do I <clears throat> mitigate that? 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 What could potentially be a tax situation? So again, I'm five years from retirement, and I'm in the idea set that, okay, I have a million dollars on my 401k, I have X amount of, saved up in cash or whatever in in a bank account, not doing much, and I, you know, am looking at my social security income might be X, Y, or Z, you know, depending on, again, we know that that might fluctuate in the future, but looking at my numbers now, okay, here's where I think I'm gonna be, and I'm looking at what I need to pull monthly down uh, as a drawdown for my, just to live my lifestyle that I want in retirement. Understanding that taxes might go up, how do I how do I then find ways I guess to minimize taxes in retirement? Like, how well, do if I understand f- that? you
1: said you said earlier if you were five years away, five years is is a good en- enough time so you can make some meaningful changes. Okay, right. So maybe you take a not a dry run, but you really put pen to paper and kind of figure out what it is that you need okay. in retirement. Don't guess. Right. You know, I can't tell you how many times, like I, I, when my friend was asking me, "Hey, can I afford this condo?" I might stop contributing a thousand dollars to my savings to, and use that thousand towards the payment of the new, new uh, mortgage. Right. Well, when he was doing his numbers, he said, "I just, I never knew how much money I spent every yeah. month until he literally tracked everything from, you know, the gas that he put into his car, right, to the cell phone bill that is." oldest daughter who's now out of the house is still on that bill you know that mm-hmm. type of stuff so I would I would say really have an understanding of what it is that you need five years from now right and then secondly you can take a look at a couple of things maybe, maybe save more okay maybe spend less right but if you have a good amount of your money in a 401k in a, a tax deferred account 403b 457 plan and, and most people a 401k plan, maybe you look at considering doing some Roth conversions because right. taxes are really at a pretty low rate right now and they're, they're slated to go up in the future. Mm-hmm. So why not, pay, sooner or later you're gonna pay the piper, so why not pay less no. as opposed to paying more in the future? But right. that really comes back to, again, starting with a conversation with somebody, you know, somebody in the, in the retirement planning space and just, just getting comfortable with understanding sort of where you are today and, 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 and really do a plan. Right. You can't really just go into it thinking you're going to be okay. You really have to have a plan that lays everything out, right? Including things like, you know, the previous episode of after the paycheck Ryan did with you. I thought it was great. Healthcare, yeah. Healthcare, yeah. And you know, we have those questions asked all the time. But when people come into the office, they're expecting to talk about numbers and yep. asset allocation. And is this account good or can I do better? I mean, we all know about healthcare, right? And it's just not something you talk about all the time. But guess what? You're you going through retirement. It, yeah, yeah. It's, an, it's another number that you yep. need to make sure that that is in that plan. So having a having a, a plan is really important.
0: Yeah. I think we've talked about this again also previously, like that there's essential expenses and then there's your lifestyle. Like, obviously, you're going to need m- a certain amount of money that you're probably thinking, like, oh, I need to pay, you know, whatever's left of my mortgage. Or maybe your mortgage is paid off. But you still have certain taxes, healthcare costs. Sure. Minimum payments for groceries that you've thought of. But you really haven't thought about the lifestyle side of things. Like you said, if that if your friend was like, oh, I really want a, a vacation home or something like that. Well, that's an additional cost. Not only is there the mortgage, there's also the other, like, if it's an HOA kind of yeah. condo where you got other fees Absolutely. and other expenses. And little things like that. And then there's the, uh, oh, do you… Go out to breakfast. Do you do the like I mean like are I mean think about or...
1: everybody's been cooped up. Right. Well as soon as as soon as they say, Hey, you know what, it's safe to go and travel again and get on a plane <laughs> I mean, and go how many people you think are gonna be spending so money and tabs going to open on vacation. Right? Like, I'm know, gonna like, go like, there yeah, six exactly. months from now. Yeah. So you're gonna spend some money. Mm-hmm. Especially that the people that are in the next couple of years of retirement, I'll almost bet you that person, he or she is gonna say, Hey, look, I've been cooped up for a year i've been saving money i kind of feel good i haven't been using the car as much i'm going to use that money and i'm going to go on a couple of vacations i was planning on one or two i'm going to go on three and four yeah you know so you just need to know where that money's going to go and again that's that's not life is life yeah but having a a plan you know some type of 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 like a a gps that you can run with Mm -hmm. is is a really important thing
0: i like that like a gps so that way if if you're you have your destination, but you might have to pull over because you get a flat tire or something like that. But it doesn't mean that you're off the road completely, or you're completely not
1: going to go on your trip anymore. Yeah, you're, you're not just going to drive the highway and never get off uh, an exit. Right. Sooner or later, you're gonna, and you don't want to get off the wrong exit. So right. having having a plan, having a track, having a GPS, whatever you want to call it. Right. It's having ways is always good. <laughs> That's actually what I'm. <laughs> and it tells it. you where the police is. Right? <laughs> yeah. When you need to <laughs> slow down a little
0: bit, and when you can speed back up. <laughs> um. So that's, I think that's a great takeaway: is being able to to talk to a professional that is able to kind of help you create that 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 plan, that map, whatever we're calling it here today, to look over again what your sources of income are, what your tax liability is, or, or ways that we can kind of mitigate some of that, but also just understanding. Overall, what you want in retirement as your lifestyle yeah. and whether or not you can actually achieve that
1: Yeah, and address the life. three challenges that we just talked about like right probably 30 years ago These challenges, I mean there's always challenges, but they certainly weren't as big as they are today Right one the sort of the disappearance of pensions for most of us Two, Making sure that Social Security or what you think you're gonna get is so gonna sort of be there, right? right. We got taxes and um, just, we just we just need to make sure, again, going back, you have an understanding of where you're going to be. You, you, most people know today, but where you're going to be five years from now, ten years from now. Right. That's the important thing. Perfect. I like that.
0: Let's leave it at that. Uh, if you have any questions for us at uh, Rubino and Partners here at After the Paycheck, feel free to fill out the form at the bottom of the page below. Uh, if you're not already subscribed to episodes of After the Paycheck, feel free to do that on the page as well. Uh, until next time, take care.
1: John Conley and Ryan Marston are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners, LLC, and Retirement Wealth Advisors are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and, when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Insurance and annuities offered through licensed professionals of RL Insurance Agency, LLC, Mass Insurance License 1783398.